0: Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C L A U D E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. What is going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And it's Samsung Week. So we had a Samsung event unpacked, a couple new phones, some tablets, but also this week we spoke to a special guest and we'll be getting to that right after we talk about Samsung stuff josh wardle mm-hmm. who is the creator of the now infamous yeah. Wordle game
1: if that name sounded familiar
0: yep it's because it is it's a pretty familiar word so we're gonna be talking to him he's he's great he's a fellow creator also fellow ultimate frizzy player and has a lot of really interesting answers to a lot of my Wordle questions so mm-hmm. i've had some dying questions and I, I finally got to ask them to him so stay tuned for those for sure but i think right off the top we should jump into the new phones
1: you I mean I have our, new mug, oh, our new mug our new Waveform mug because forgot. this is way more exciting than Samsung phones and that's also out of focus yeah it nice. might not autofocus that. Oh, uh, we'll just take some nice pictures and we can put it up on video but yeah waveform mug really excited about that it's beautiful red beautiful. and black
0: matte black wouldn't have it any other way
1: yeah red interior black outside
0: very we're nice we're just
1: it's all it's a uh, we're all about the details here on waveform com. Yeah. yeah sounds awful doing. when it smacks to the table and in your headphones you're welcome we'll try not to do that put too this often. over here yeah there it is. Nice. Okay, sorry. Back to Samsung. In I the guess.
0: same matte black color, I now have here the phantom black Galaxy S22 Ultra, and I have the pink gold Galaxy S22 Plus. Which do you want to talk about first?
1: I mean, I know you want to talk about pink first, so let's do it. All right. Pink S22 oh, Plus. Oh, wait. Pink I gold. just noticed something. I haven't taken the plastic off. Can I? On the mic, if you put it like, I've right never next d- to it. This is
0: big for me. <laughs> I already took the plastic this off of the bottom. This is like Ultra. getting a promotion.
1: Like easy okay, now. Sorry. I sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get to do this very often, but uh, I'm gonna do my own public plastic peel. I just wanna say that was pretty good. That was a good one. I that I'm a natural.
0: So that's the first time that phone's ever been fully brand new. Although I think there's some plastic on the bottom too. But Sure. Let's talk about S22 yeah, well, and S22 let's Plus. Let's just do first. regular first. Um, so, these phones are straight from the design of the S21 with a few small changes, really. Um, new specs being Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 or a four nanometer Exynos chip, depends on the region you're in. But we have the Snapdragon 1 here. Basically the same dimensions, but slightly smaller. So, we went from a 6.2 to a 6.1 inch display on the smaller phone, mm-hmm. and I think a 6.7 to a 6.6 inch display on this bigger one you're holding.
1: Funny and then enough, this feels bigger. does it feel I, bigger or heavier? I think it the general sense of feeling of it feels bigger. Interesting. While it might be smaller, I I feel like the thickness is a bit thicker. It's since it's like flat edges and just kind of flat all around. It I mean it's got a small curve on the side. I don't know, this feels bigger in my hand. Okay
0: well, What are you comparing it to, by the point? The
1: old, the S21 Plus. Okay,
0: yeah. No, it is definitely, so the couple things I noticed, number one, I mm-hmm. really love the back. It's got this like satin, even though I wouldn't get pink, whatever, yeah. uh, it is uh, a satin finish on the back, and it is slightly more squared off,
1: and it is. I like that about mm-hmm. it. I think that's what makes it feel like thicker almost, Um, mm-hmm. and I would like to see the green, really bad because I think the green probably looks really nice. I dig green. Um, I have also noticed while the S22 and 22 Plus keep this kind of like similar camera bump, it's not completely flush with the corner right? like the old one. Um, It has like this little lip there, which isn't that big of a deal. I still like the design. I was kind of saying when we first saw this that this almost looks like an early CAD rendering of the S21 before they like you know put finishing touches on it like really smoothed out Cause and because it's boxier it mm-hmm. just feels like hey let's do a quick mock-up <clears throat> this is the like really squared off version of it that's not like all the minute details in the design and i can see that but f- i like it better which is also weird that yeah, i, I think it, it looks less finished but i like it better i do like it better also so um, it's also I a couple
0: it. other small things about it one the back is metal not plastic the bat yep Oh, sorry. The back is glass, not plastic. Okay. Yeah, I was like the rails are still metal, but the back okay. was glassic on the S twenty one and S twenty one plus. This is a uh, this is actually glass, so that's cool. It, it does so it's feel a, better. A little bit more dense. A little bit. I think it's actually the same weight, despite being smaller. So it's a little more dense. Okay. And then the other thing is the battery is actually smaller. Mm-hmm. So this is something we were noting. We were watching the presentation, and you noted that there's like a big difference between the big phone and the small phone battery size. Both of them did get 300 milliamp hours smaller. This one is. The big one I'm holding is now it's a 4,500 milliamp battery down from 4,800. Uh-huh. And the small one went from 4,000 to 3,700. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in seeing how the battery life holds up um, because the one other small change is the display is now an adaptive refresh rate from 10 to 120 hertz. Notably, I asked Samsung if it's an LTPO display and they said no. Mm-hmm. The LTPO display on the Ultra goes from 1 to 120 hertz. This is just an adaptive refresh rate display from 10 to 120 Hertz. Not sure if that's going to be more
1: efficient than before. If it's going to make up for the smaller battery, I have yet to actually Con, answer that. Considering Samsung's told us almost nothing, we can't make that much of a, an assumption No yet. idea. Hopefully, like when we're going through the review a little deeper, maybe they'll give us some better yeah. information. I mean, but this is
0: like hour three holding the phones. Like yeah, I've yeah, only, yeah. we had mm-hmm. the first hands-on experience. I, I just
1: peeled the plastic off, so exactly. yeah, we <laughs> haven't gotten very far on these yet. But yeah. I really dig how this looks. I think Samsung's killing it lately again. I don't love the pink color or the bronze, whatever they're, aren't they calling it like pink bronze? This is pink gold. Pink gold.
0: Yeah. And I think the the ultra has like a bronze color.
1: Better than when Apple went rose gold and turned it into a band aid. So we're there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I want to see the green really bad. Let's swap over. To the ultra? The note, S, (laughs) I think you made that joke already. So
0: it's probably not that funny. Um, S22 ultra. So we got a bunch of new things with the S22 ultra. Number one, Camera bump, here's the S21 Ultra that I loved so much. Gone, now just the rings, the, the rumors are true. It does have that slightly new design. You can Ooh. see that in the hands-on video. I don't really love or hate it. I, I think it's kind I just thought of, of something though. Okay.
1: Looking at these up next to each other, because this is going the more note uh, route, Square. which is like the totally flat edge, I don't think they would have been able to round it as nicely with the rounded edge on top of this. So is, do you think that's why they eliminated the the bump completely? Well, I think they eliminated the bump because they made a note. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, but, I thought yes. they could still like keep it a It's weird to have three, a lineup of 3 phones where one of them has a different looks very different design? like the yeah. camera bump. Yeah. So I'll just jump right into that mm-hmm.
0: then. So uh this phone is a stylus built in just like a Samsung Galaxy Note. This phone has a top flat and bottom just like a Samsung Galaxy Note. Uh, And this phone has the curved sides and all of the dimensions that a Samsung Galaxy Note would have. So my running theory, almost sarcastically, but also like kind of seriously a little bit, is I think Samsung just made a Samsung Galaxy Note 22 Ultra and then just called it a Galaxy S22 Ultra and slotted it in at the top. It looks different because it is different, but it has all the same spec upgrades. It still has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery despite adding an S Pen yeah. inside, that's really impressive. Same Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. Baseline spec has eight gigs of RAM. All of the uh, higher specs, all the way up to one terabyte of storage, have 12 gigs of RAM, so that's pretty sweet. Although, they had a 16 gig RAM version last time. I don't know if you knew Uh-oh. that. So they don't have that anymore. But um, some new cameras, some new stuff to check out for me. But it, the new display is a uh, 1750 nits peak brightness, which is amazing. Can't yeah. wait to use that outside. It was already
1: really good, but this is even better. Funnily enough, I know a while ago, I mean, we're talking, it might be two years by now, but when we were, no, it was probably just last year, we were wondering if there was going to be a note series, then there wasn't. Then we were wondering if the note was dead. Mm-hmm. And we kind of thought that either the note will come back or the S22 will have an S Pen. I, while we said that, and while that's technically what happened, this is not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to literally just release a new note, call it an S22. I was expecting more of an upgrade to the actual S22 right. with like the old rounded edges, the old top and everything like that. This is literally just a new Note. Right. And I, lo- I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they did that.
0: I think it's fascinating. So now the new, I just want to say all the starting prices, $799 for the S22, $999 for the S22 Plus, pretty premium. And mm-hmm. then 1199 starting for the S22 Ultra. There's going to be a lot of, users that grab the s22 ultra because it's the highest end one and are just going to get an s pen i i guess they just never use it they just never take it out of the phone never care about it
1: yeah i'm not sure i it's i guess i have a couple thoughts first of all i already have friends texting me about this and one thing i always forget (laughs) when this happens is samsung's trade-in program is phenomenal like i have a friend who's about to get an s22 ultra and he's getting it for like 50 bucks or something it's it's like just under 900 dollars with turning in like an s10 something which is just impressive like that's
0: they're turning in an s10
1: and getting the s22 ultra for like 900 bucks oh so they get 300 bucks off that's That's solid a three-year-old phone doing that that's Mm -hmm. awesome um my other thing is i agree with you i think there's going to be a lot of people who get this because it's the bleeding edge top of the line phone and don't care about the s pen if they're if this is the only note from now on from Samsung, yep, I would love for them to do an A series with an S Pen or something smaller because every time we talk about the stylus, we get so many people saying that they do enjoy the stylus but they don't need this bleeding edge, top of the line, four cameras, 100 times zoom, like stuff like that. They just use it every day. Um, there is stuff out there like the Moto G stylus that maybe works that, but like. That's one of the
0: most surprising things about Samsung to me is they seem to be perfectly willing to make a bunch of different phones. Like we just got the S21 FE right before these. They make a (laughs) ton of different various phones at different price ranges and different features. I am surprised that the only way that they offer an S Pen is in a phone that starts at $1,199.
1: I feel like they would kill a like $500 yeah. with an S Pen. And you mentioned
0: Motorola, like there's other companies that are doing
1: yeah. cheaper phones
0: with S Pen's Moto G Stylus. But like, what if Samsung did, yeah, like an, a, like an A52 type thing, mm-hmm. but the same convenience factors. Maybe it's not extremely fast. Maybe the response rate isn't quite yeah. the same. But like the general convenience of like marking up a PDF or mm-hmm. like circling things on a diagram if you're an architect, like all that stuff still applies and the phone is 599 instead exactly.
1: of 1299
0: That, that, I'm surprised they don't do that. I feel
1: like that would sell very I it, it's a niche obviously but I do think it would do very well for like like we've mentioned before landscapers, contractors, architects, yeah. anything like that doing stuff out in the field. I think it would be awesome. The I, only
0: thing that that maybe strikes me as an answer is maybe Samsung is doing the math on realizing not that many people use the S Pen. Yeah. And that's why they killed the I note in the first shame. place. And they still like have the development and R and D to offer an S Pen and the style and the the tablets, by the way, have great S Pen integrations too. Sure. But turns out people don't really have that much of a, a use case, or not that many people use the S Pen on the phone. Maybe maybe that's the
1: reason. It's probably the reason. So yeah, this is what the we got now. Same reason Pixel Four didn't have an ultra wide camera, but doesn't mean I like the reason for it. <laughs> it doesn't so. mean it's the right answer. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm going to be, I'm starting
0: to test the phone now. So this is, uh, it's basically just going to one-to-one replace my Galaxy S21 Ultra. We'll see. I think I'm going to like it. And I honestly don't suspect I'm going to find too much wrong with it. I, I need to test the software and the battery and the cameras, of course. I've already started taking 8K videos of Mac. It still nice. did the weird punch in. That was, that was actually something I already found that was weird. Um, I'm going to turn on location. When I hit uh, video mode, look how much it punches in. Who? It, it punches into like 3x even that though I'm still yeah. I thought I would still be using the primary camera
1: but I guess not so I need to figure that oh, part yeah. out we'll try and figure it. but
0: out. you know who's even shooting AK video that's I'm always
1: concerned. the biggest bummer is when you like and this is just for all phones, but like you set up a shot, and then you realize you're not in video mode yet, and you wanna do it on video, and then you click it, and then you're you're like, oh man, I'm not framed at all for this correctly, and then maybe your back's up against something already, and you realize now you can't take video of it. Or maybe you just still have a Pixel 4 and still don't have an ultra wide camera, and you're definitely not salty about that at all.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's something I'll play with. But the bottom line is we'll be testing these The reviews are coming in the next one to two weeks per use. Let me know in the comments whether this is the clip or the full episode, what you want to see in that review. That always helps me. But yeah, also check out the full impressions videos if you just want to know my first thoughts from the first hour with it. Do you think you want to get one of these phones? That's my last question.
1: Honestly, I I think I want to just get like an S21 Ultra for way cheaper. Really good phone. (laughs) I think that like, I honestly, I know, I highly doubt like, that would be the ending of this video is like recommending an S twenty one Ultra, but if it's so close to it, if you really like the design of the S twenty one Ultra, which I think a lot of people prefer, prefer how this looks, especially on the back. Yeah. So here's my only like counter to that. I is do love the note style of this. If I'm the being note honest. style.
0: It's a one year newer phone, which means one extra year of guaranteed software mm-hmm. support. Um, it's also going to be just you know slightly better spec, those types of things. If you can get a good trade-in, like you mentioned, their program's pretty good. Uh-huh. Like I would, the thing, like people always, I guess this is so tired for me on Twitter because I see it every time I talk about a phone, but everyone's like, this isn't a good upgrade from last year's phone. No. Of course it's not. <laughs> yeah. That's just like the the new Kia Forte is not a great upgrade from last year's Kia Forte. Of course it's not. But for people who have older phones, mm-hmm. for people who have 2017, 2018 phones, this, is the, this represents the best available. So if you do really strongly prefer the design that much, yeah, you'll be able to find a yeah, discount I mean, on S21.
1: Or if you want to spend mid mid-range prices on yeah. last year's flagship.
0: If you find a probably. good discount, I'll say it this way. Just from my first experience now, if you find a good discount on S21 Ultra, I have no problem recommending that phone despite oh, yeah. one less year of guaranteed software yeah. updates, but I have a feeling this is going to be a very similar very good phone. I
1: do. Also, I I don't know how we didn't say this. I think we got sidetracked, but like we talked about that camera bump and how this is like singular lenses on the s22 ultra yeah i hated it at first but i think that's just because that's how good the s21 ultra looked i think this looks fine actually black i think this looks really sick yeah the more i'm looking at it cases are going to be kind of interesting i don't know i'm starting to really dig the singular lenses see how fast it grows honest. on this. see how fast that
0: happens one day
1: yeah there it is plus you don't have to look at the back much yeah all right
0: we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk Wordle being a creator and viral hits all in one. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Support for the show comes from Anthropic. Companies of all sizes are exploring use cases for AI and finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all game. It's all about finding the right balance between speed, and intelligence. Like if you're powering a customer chat experience, you need instant speed at low cost. If you're doing complex R&D or advanced analysis, you need frontier intelligence. Cloud3 from Anthropic offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Cloud3 Opus is their largest and most powerful model that can handle complex tasks and analysis. Sonnet strikes the balance between information and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and most cost-effective model that can execute lightweight actions fast. Anthropic is dedicated to building AI systems that are reliable, interpretable, and steerable. Their multidisciplinary team of researchers, engineers, policy experts, and business leaders designed Claude to elevate the field of generative AI. See for yourself. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. So, let's just jump right in. So, uh... On February 8th, 2022, I opened my phone, Uh, I went to powerlanguage.co.uk, and I played the world game that I have played so often. Uh, I've never gotten it in two before, so I was really excited because on my first guess, I got three greens, and I really thought this was it. I thought it was finally happening. I was going to get three greens on the second, I was going to get all of them green on the second one. Uh, My second guess was wrong, though, and then my third guess was wrong, and then my fourth guess was wrong, and so I got it in five out of six. And I was kind of mad, but I also felt I posted it on the internet, and I felt sort of united with the rest of the world in our collective frustration. <laughs> so um today we have the man responsible for that united collective frustration, Josh Wardle. Thanks for joining us on waveform today.
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me on
0: So I guess first of all your your name is very close to the wordle game it's very, it's one letter off basically but well done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Please, uh, please break down the, the background of, of, I guess, how you, how you created it, why you created Wordle, this sort of origin story. I'm sure you've probably told it a million times.
2: Yeah, yeah, so on the name front, yeah, it's a play on my name, it's a word game. It was one of those things, I'm sure you've had this with a project where you start it and you just give it a dumb, it needs a name, you give it a dumb name and you're like, this is a dumb name, I'll change it in the future. And then obviously like a bunch of things about this project the domain for instance powerlanguage.co.uk forward slash word probably not where you want to launch a viral game uh, given that no one can remember any of that and they have to google it yep uh but yeah so uh i actually this was a game that i made for my uh partner she and i really enjoy playing word games uh especially some of the ones that the new york times offers so they have daily crosswords a game called spelling bee that's kind of, uh, you play once a day and it's a word game. So my goal was to make a game for her that she would enjoy playing. And Wordle was it. Like, I had made a prototype of it a long time ago, um, back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was similar, but had some key differences. And I basically just put it away. I shared it with a few friends. People were like, yeah, not really. And then uh, at the beginning of 2021, we were playing a lot of games. I got a bit more confident as a developer. And I was like, I think that there was that idea had some legs. So I dusted it off and I made it. And it was literally just the two of us playing it for six months. And then I introduced it to some friends and family in the UK. And then kind of November, it just started. Uh, it got picked up by a few like tech bloggers. And then it, it really, really took mm. off uh, beginning of December. And then, yeah, it's been a, been a rollercoaster. Roller coaster.
0: So it's, it started really just with a couple people you shared it with. And did it always have that uh, that share metric at the end? Because as soon as I saw those uh, those bars, I knew that was going to accelerate it. But at one point, did yeah. that get added?
2: Yeah, so that was added sometime in late November, I think. So what happened, a tech blogger, Andy Bio, he runs uh, Waxy.org, where he kind of collects interesting things online. He had tweeted about it and posted a blog post about it. And it got picked up in a New York Times newsletter. And then as a result of that, for reasons that I don't understand, it got really popular in New Zealand. And I've heard about New Zealand that it has a very interconnected Twitterverse, right? does Not many people live in New wow. Zealand comparatively to somewhere like the US. So people tend to be very connected. And at this point, that share grid, the emoji share grid that you're talking about, didn't exist. So people would just say, I got the Wordle in three you know, and uh, a player over there who I don't know, a woman named Elizabeth S., she started typing out her results as that emoji grid. And then I saw other people copying it. So people literally opening their emoji keyboard and then going back and forth between the two and <laughs> typing it out. And so I was like, I can integrate that into the, you know, into the game really easily. And then that obviously has had a huge uh, impact because it gives you this artifact that's even though I did a bunch of things and I did this throughout Wordle, I did a bunch of things that are the opposite of what you're meant to do if you're trying to make something go viral or grow, like there's no link back to the game, for instance, in the in the share grid. It did give you this artifact and invited you to share. And that's obviously done wonders for it in terms of it uh, catching on and spreading around.
0: Yeah, that is definitely how I found it. I think there was a couple people who shared their grids in my timeline. And by the way, a funny story is I still know some people who typed out the emoji grid (laughs) manually for some reason which is hilarious yeah 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 Uh, but yeah that's how i found it it was funny though you mentioned you know you did a couple things in the game that were not necessarily designed to help accelerate its growth it was just like it's almost this like pure simple thing that you sort of stumble across on the internet kind of like the old days almost a little bit um were there things you thought about like it starts growing and then You've you've had other experiments like this in the past I want to talk about, but did you think of other things you could do with Wordle to maybe change it up or was there sort of a beauty to keeping it simple?
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think because I had started it simple and I had a really clear idea of what I was doing with it, it made it really easy to say no to any of those compulsions as they came up because, yeah. you know, whereas if my goal had been to make a viral game from the outset, I think I would have been you know capitalizing on this in like a bunch of different ways and like maybe but but it felt like I don't know with all the projects that I've done that have been successful uh, I found part of it is not it is just kind of doing the thing that feels authentic to me and if people happen to like that then great if they don't not and so then allowing Wordle's success to like make me Change it, which obviously I was willing to do. Right, I did add the share grid, which was mm-hmm. something that wasn't wasn't there originally. So there is a a boundary there, but it it I don't know if if I start, I have to think about what are my motivations when I'm doing this thing, and are they aligned? With it gets really hard when you're doing things for the wrong reasons, basically. So I find yeah. it simpler to keep it uh, the same. Are there any features you would like to see? Uh, yeah. Is this uh, <laughs> is a feature request coming?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I I, like that it's simple. I think as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, well, I can't believe there's only one word a day. I just want to keep playing. But like, or well, maybe they'd add five, six letter words, seven letter words. Maybe they'd do a bunch of other stuff. But I liked that it was simple. It was just a clean one single purpose for it the entire time. And I actually wanna, I wanted to talk to you because I feel like as a creator, I, I feel like I relate a lot to you because one of the things I've said for a long time is one of the best things that never happened to me was having a a video of mine just spike and just go super viral and then feel like I have to chase that carrot or, and like evolve and become sort of defined by that viral success. Um, How do you feel about, like you've had other projects. I want to talk about uh, the place and the button and what those are. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you think about like the success of those projects and not letting it define you?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is incredibly hard and uh, it kind of does define me in a way that I don't actually feel comfortable with. Uh, Like, I feel good when a project I make does well. I feel bad when a project I make doesn't do well. And that is not healthy, I think. I I think to a certain degree, it's unavoidable as a creator putting stuff out and sharing it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's like, it's led to some quite unpleasant, places for me personally and uh and then again in terms of when we're talking about what is your motivation it kind of gets confusing if you're making things to be a success but that wasn't the motivation when you made the original things that were successful like how does all that get it all gets a bit uh all gets a bit murky and so yeah i had these projects at reddit that are kind of more i would call like social experiments than games Um, and they uh, Silicon Valley tends to do these really dumb April Fool's Day things where they like make a prank and it's super lame and everyone (laughs) looks at it. And Reddit, I was like, what if we do something different? Like we use this day where we can do, we're kind of locked into the things we can do with our users. What if we use this one day a year where you can kind of do anything online that people are really kind of wasting in my opinion and we do something, just try something completely different. And so that is where kind of the Reddit approach now of like, Often, doing a social experiment that explores the way that humans interact at large scales online yep. um kind of kind of came from uh and 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 just like a general disappointment with the lack of imagination in the in the tech world
0: I think we're on <laughs> the general. same page about tech world April fools yeah <laughs> i the button was really interesting i I kind of vaguely remember it because it was so long ago, but you so you were working at reddit and you had the opportunity to try something cool, something fun, like a social experiment, and that was a great day to do it. What was the button? Just break down what exactly that was.
2: Yeah. so the button's super simple. It is uh, a subreddit. So Reddit is organized into communities called subreddits of uh, people who share similar interests. There was a subreddit called the button. And at the top of the button, there was a button and a timer. The timer counts down from 60 seconds. If you press the button, the timer resets back up to 60 and starts counting down. Uh, The key thing is that you can only ever press the button once you have to be logged in. And once you press the button, you can never place, press it again. So then the the question becomes how long will the collective internet decide to keep pressing this button, right? Like if it reaches zero, it stops and it will never run again. And so you have a 60 second window in which to press the button and it turns out the answer is two months. Uh, So over two months, Every 60 seconds, someone somewhere chose to press the button, which ended up being over a million people. And there was a bunch of stuff there, like the time that you pressed, we gave you on Reddit, we called it Flare. It's like a little tag that appears next to your username oh, in yeah. the community. And so if you pressed it early, you got a different color next to your name than if you pressed it later. And then so all these social hierarchies started forming. You know, People who pressed it early were seen as impulsive and they couldn't wait. Whereas if you that if you waited for two months you could press it when there were only two seconds left on the button you get red flare and then people will wow. be like whoa but uh so there, are all these weird social dynamics emerged from this like really really simple uh idea and 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 that's one thing that i found works really well for me as kind of what we were talking about earlier like have you been you know all the what ifs like what if you change this what if you change this and i think What I found worked for me with the projects at Reddit and to an extent, Wordle is like trying to make things as simple as possible. It's so easy to say with a creative project, what if we do this? What if we do this? Because no one knows the answer, right? And Mm -hmm. instead, I found it easier to be like, well, how much can we remove and still leave the core idea here and still make it an enjoyable experience?
0: Yeah, I love that. That is a fascinating psychological experiment and just like just has just the right amount of small, simple tie-ins to like... If you know, you know, that type of thing. Um, it's It kind of reminds me of when we did the, the blind smartphone camera test, especially the first year we ever did this. It's just sort of, we had this random idea of like, what if we wanted to compare smartphone cameras, but then just didn't tell people what they were. And we put them up in this like bracket style thing and just hand people two pictures and just, hey, pick one, you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, it started getting kind of complicated because we had to seed them behind the scenes and sort of figure out how we organize everything but I like the the idea of something being so pure and simple, just a button, how long can we go? And th- then the natural curiosity of like, well, how long will it go? And what will people do about it? Um, what do we, The other one is The Place. That was also at Reddit, mm-hmm. right? What was the, pl- that was another subreddit, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. So that was Place. It was a, uh, it was a blank canvas, uh, it was a 1,000 pixels wide by a 1,000 pixels high, so oh, a million pixels total. Yeah, And you could, as a user, you could place a tile anywhere on the canvas. And the caveat was you could only place one tile every five minutes. And so uh, as an individual, you couldn't really impact the canvas, right? Placing one tile every five minutes, you can't have an effect. But if you can find a large group of people that are aligned with you and you can all work together to paint the same thing, essentially and so it was a bit of a gamble to be honest right like giving the anonymous internet internet or pseudonymous internet a blank canvas on which to paint you know it's like you assume the worst of the internet is going to emerge um but like part of it for me was understanding that most people or my belief that most people when given the choice wanted to do the good thing and by creating an experience where you could only achieve anything by collaborating it was going to be way easier for people to come together to do a positive thing than it was for them to come together and do a bad thing you know if you want to draw something heinous on the canvas you would have to convince a bunch of other people that that was a valuable use of their time and i think a lot of what we see online you know, there are it, 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 like the power of a toxic individual or small group of individuals to really dictate the experience for the many. It's kind of warps our sense of like, actually, I think most people will try and do positive things.
0: For sure. That's a, that's a great psychological experiment and a great result that sort of came out of it. I do remember that, although I don't know what I did with my tile. I kind of forget. There's uh, uh, a bunch. There's well, a lot that was,
2: going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty It was pretty busy. And, and, and to be clear, like there at the very start of it, like a big phallic image started emerging yep. in the center of the canvas and that was like oh Here i was we like we're go. we gonna have to shut this down right like is this basically a bathroom stall and what we actually one of the things that i've reflected on a lot since then is that we had we had created this space for people to interact online and in making in creating it we'd made a bunch of decisions that actually really meaningfully impact how people can interact you know they're placing tiles they can only place one every five minutes another decision that we made and had thought about a little bit but not a lot was where they would start on the canvas so initially we were just starting everyone in the middle which is where this unpleasant image started emerging and so we were like we in response to that happening we were like well we control this experience how can we uh influence people so that this isn't the outcome because we think there's more here and so The fix there was really simple. We just randomized people's starting position. And it turns out if they started on a blank area of the canvas, they would think more about what they wanted to do or like, you know, start creating something totally different. Whereas if we were all dumping people in the same spot together, just they contributed to the first thing they saw, which was,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's funny now, you know, reminding myself of like these super really interesting things that have happened in the past. It almost seems like if if I had known that maybe one person was behind both the place and the button that it's like almost inevitable that something else is gonna happen that I should pay attention to in a sort of social experiment world. Although Wordle sort of had a, the opposite origin. You didn't have the huge community of Reddit. You had a small group that turned into a big group. Uh, yep. Is there a pressure to like think of the next big idea? Like this is another creator question.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. So I actually, I returned. So I, I after place, I left Reddit uh, and then I rejoined as a, so I was there not as an engineer initially and I rejoined as an engineer and part of rejoining was to, I work on these projects again and I did two other April Fool's Day projects at Reddit that were no way near as successful. Like they weren't successful really by my metric. And um, I re- that really felt bad. Like I felt like I wanted to be making things that were like place and that successful. and th- And that kind of, I think led me astray a bit in terms of the kinds of experience I wasn't creating experiences because they felt necessarily authentic to what I wanted to do. I was doing them because I wanted to make another viral. I wanted to make something as big as place. Mm. And so, uh, and then Wordle was just like, yeah, not any of that at all. Like I wasn't thinking about any of these things. I was just making the experience my partner would like and that I would like. And it happened to, you know, really catch people's attention. And uh, yeah, I think that, so, so, I suppose if I go out deliberately to try and make the next big thing, I feel intense pressure and I've found that that doesn't actually lead to the positive things. But it's kind of frustrating. Like, how do I make this my job? How do I make creating things my job? If my only way is like, like I said, I made a prototype for Wordle in 2013. If I have to mull on every idea for like multiple years, (laughs) like that, that, and I'm sure you struggle with this, right? Like you have to make things on a cadence Mm -hmm. and how I'm fascinated by people, how you... I'll be interested to hear how you think about approaching creative stuff when you're on when when you have to have consistent output basically it seems impossible from my perspective.
0: Yeah there's there, there's a good amount that's a really good question. There's a lot of outside influence that helps you sort of guide yourself up, up, to see what people are interested in and that helps, you know, little things that appear in videos generally, but the thing that I always started with, which was way back, this was more than 10 years ago is I started making videos that I would want to watch. So I didn't really have a target audience in mind because it wasn't actually a real job to be a YouTuber. So I was kind of lucky in that <laughs> sense. So I was just making videos for fun because I was like, I really want a channel to exist that does these types of tutorials and tech videos. So I'm just gonna make it, I'm just gonna do them. Because I, I, if I found that channel, I'd subscribe. So hey, maybe it will work. Um, and that's been the common thread through everything. So it kind of works the same way with Wordle. You made something that you knew one person would like. And it turns out Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that also like the same thing so it was a success for that reason but really the core of it is like there is a guaranteed target demographic of one that i can tailor it really well for and it sort of grows from there
2: yeah and i think it means when you're creating you can feel really good about what you're creating right like you're just doing this thing that feels true to you and uh that then that makes that answers i have found that answers a lot of other questions like anytime you're making something a bunch of questions come up, like those what ifs, and having a clear idea of, like, no, I'm trying to make the experience that feels good to me often answers a bunch of those questions. So it's yeah. really useful heuristics, sort of thing.
0: All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more Wordle. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at orus.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. So now, so Wordle is now an international phenomenon. I mean, I wake up every day and it's trending on Twitter before I even open Twitter. So it's, it's getting out there. Um, I want to know, I want to get your reactions to some of the like biggest things that have happened in Wordle world. Number one is all these big companies sort of like jumping on the bandwagon of like doing a (laughs) Wordle meme or something like that. Like if you Google Wordle right now, there's a nice little, uh, animation that plays at the top. But have you Uh, seen, have you seen other companies like using Wordle in, in ads and tweets and random stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, isn't this indicative that it's jumped the shark? You know, it's on the down. <laughs> once once the brands arrive, then you know mm. you are desperately uncool. Uh, I I mean, I don't really mind about that stuff. I know why people do it. I feel I feel great empathy for social media managers who have to constantly be generating content, and so they're mm. constantly having to react to whatever the latest thing is online. I've been through enough viral things online to know. The internet has an insatiable appetite it always wants something new and right now kind of wordle is that thing it won't be for much longer i can't imagine it will hold people's attention so this is just like part of how part of how these things go and like whether i like that or not is kind of immaterial i suppose
0: yeah there's like a like a half-life of any internet object like the half-life of a tweet is probably like 24 hours for like all the activity to, to occur and happen, unless it's some crazy massive tweet. The half-life of a YouTube video might be in a tech world maybe like six months, mm-hmm. you know? Cause you know, by the next yep. year new stuff comes out to replace it. Um, I guess the half-life of like Wordle is a total question mark right now. There is an account though, by the way, that's uh you've seen this. It's the, it's like Wordle stats and it tells you how many people oh, yeah, have yeah. played every day and how many people use hard mode every day. Um, yeah. I, I'm It's my buddy Kevin. Oh, really? Okay, he's yeah. The, he's that. the
2: VP of Engineering at Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. He just <laughs> made amazing. it in his spare time.
0: Yeah, that is another great account to follow because it shows you, like, oh, this was a frustrating day for a lot of people. I see a lot of five and sixes at a, uh, whatever. So that's that's a fun one for me. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is, uh, when I see that account, I do see that it is still growing. But I have a bunch of I have a bunch of Wordle specific questions. Just I I have to ask. Like while I have you Wordle, it's it's a massive thing. So I need to know number one. Five-letter word. Was there any any reason you chose five letters versus four or six? Is there just a great catalog of five-letter words?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I actually, when I made the game, so the inspiration for the game, I played a lot of a game called Mastermind as a kid. I'm not sure if you ever played that. It's like you're guessing at a pattern. It's very similar mechanically, but you're not guessing words. You're guessing colored patterns. And so there's no innate meaning encoded in the pattern. You know, it can be blue, blue, green, red, right? And it means nothing. And you just have to like brute force your way through it and with wordle obviously you know that the answer is a word and you know that you know the word is very unlikely to begin with an x so you probably won't want to start your guess with an x sort of thing right. um but so uh, mastermind used uh, four pegs so the first version of wordle I built actually used four letters and I didn't it just wasn't satisfying it was like it felt like you were repeating a lot I don't know it just didn't feel good and then my plan was to try with five letters six letters seven letters find out which one really felt good uh I was I mean, I'm not a great programmer now. I was an even worse programmer back then. Uh, it was a lot of work for me to like incorporate the word list and stuff like that. So I added five letters and suddenly the game felt very different. And I was like, oh, this feels really good. So much so that I actually stopped experimenting with the word length. And I just started experimenting with how many guesses you could have to arrive at one of the things we haven't talked about with Wordle, which I think is part of its appeal, is it is quite easy. It's not. It's not that you... It's not, You are very unlikely to fail a Wordle. You can still fail. But for the most part, you'll get there. And it kind of feels good and you feel smart when you get there. And some days you get it in three. Some days it takes six. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think it's it's right in that Goldilocks zone of like you, you almost never immediately get it. That would just be a stroke of luck, one or two. Maybe it happens sometimes. I've never gotten it in one or two still. But it is very likely that you'll figure it out by the end, which is a nice, satisfying, charming, Goldilocks zone length of guesses. So six worked really well. Uh, You mentioned a word list, and I I think that's been talked about in the past. Like, If you look in the code of the site, you can see this this huge list of five-letter words. Who came up with the words? Is it every five-letter word? Do you know what the next word is? How does this word list work?
2: Yeah, yeah, well, that sounds like a philosophical question. Who does come (laughs) up with words? Where do words come from? But... So no there is a dictionary of every word in the english language i don't remember where i got it but so they're about i filtered it down to five letter words there are about thirteen thousand of them most of them are like absolutely bogus like you and i have never heard of they're like right. jargon or like you know antiquated um and one thing that was so when i built that first prototype in 2013 i just dumped all the words in it and it randomly picked a word and that was the words that you were guessing so it was often a word you never heard of and you kind of ended up having to brute force your way kind of like mastermind, um, you know, because the letter, A could begin with the letter X, right? Because it could just be a really obscure word. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things when I revisited Wordle in January of 2021 was it was, uh, I knew that if I wanted to share it with other people, it would feel unfair if you played Wordle for the first time and the solution was a word that you'd never heard of. Like, I couldn't imagine you would ever go back to that game. You'd just be like, this is dumb. Yeah. And so what I had actually done in the intervening years was build my partner another game, which was just every... The 13,000 five-letter words. And it was just a website that displayed one of the words and three buttons. And you had to say, I know this word. I don't know this word. I kind of maybe know this word. And she she was going through a tough time at that point. She just wanted a mindless game that she could sit there and play. So she just categorized all 13,000 words into (laughs) I know, I don't know. Yeah. And then we took that list and then did some more filtering on top of that. And that gets down to around two and a half thousand words that can be the solution. So you can enter any of the 13,000 words as a valid guess because they are valid five-letter words, but the answer will only ever be from that 2,500 uh, list. And that list is... I just randomized it and stuck it in the code because I want to play the game. So I don't actually know what the word is going to be tomorrow. Uh, smart. But okay. obviously that's a bit uh, fraught because like, what if we miss the word or something slipped through and there's a bad word coming up or something like that? So that's been a, a source of stress, but uh, one that's been manageable so that's far. Funny,
0: that's So it's kind of a surprise. It's sort of on autopilot now and you're sort of playing the game with everybody else. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> that
0: is that is amazing. There is it kind of reminds me of like game shows, you know, people always like to watch a game show and feel like they can play along with the game show on TV. There's a game show called Common Knowledge. Literally it's just like I think it's Joey Patone and he's just like asking people literally common knowledge questions and it's really hard to be bad at this game, but it still <laughs> is like addicting to play along cuz you just want to make sure you just want to make sure you also get it alongside them. And so I feel like that mechanic, it is, like I said, it's in that Goldilocks zone. Um, okay, so have you heard of some of these, uh, I'm not going to call them knockoffs, they're like alternate versions of Wordle. My favorite is called Nerdle, which is a math version where you have to come yeah. up with a correct equation. You've seen this, right? Yeah. What, yeah. Do you have a favorite Wordle uh, alternate that's out there right now?
2: Uh, there was one that was very satirical called Letteral which was that you just had to guess a letter. And so each day it picks one letter and you have 26 guesses to guess it, basically. So it's just like, that that was like reducing it. There was one that was also interesting, I think called Dordal, which was like two, you were solving two wordles at the same time, but you were inputting the same guess into both and you kind of had to narrow it down. That was kind of interesting. But I've, I've been blown away at all the riffs. Did you see someone did one that was like prime numbers? Like the answer was a prime number and you could only guess prime numbers. And it was like, I don't even know. That's hard. Yeah, That's hard. Like
0: those, you need more guesses for those. That's really hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I love that. I like that there's so many like simple ones though. That's sort of keeps you going. Um, What has been your, uh, who's people have been sharing that they play Wordle? Who has uh, surprised you the most that they played Wordle? Who has like shared a Wordle that you didn't expect them to be playing?
2: Oh, interesting. I am... Not very clued in to the world of uh celebs, i gotta okay. say uh, I, so yeah i don't I don't know uh i'm I'm amazed anyone's sharing it to be honest <laughs> I'm amazed anyone <laughs> that anyone else is 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 playing it so i I don't have a compelling answer for you there I'm, i've been uh, i would I'm sorry
0: I've been playing for weeks, and then finally, just the other day, when I was talking about the five out of six I got that's the first time I ever shared it. And literally, wow. my my Twitter timeline the entire day was useless because everyone was replying with their word results all day. Had like two thousand replies. I was like, everyone is playing this game, and everyone can relate the same frustration. Wow. It's amazing. Wow,
2: very noble of you. I want to call out being willing to share your having your first share being a, a tough uh, tough yeah. game. That's like what a a lot of people out there just sharing. You know, when they get in three, you know, just bragging, and then they they hide their. Uh, they're struggling days so it's, kudos y- to
0: you yeah. there is ups and downs so you know you got to be honest with the people i got i got to share it so that was that was a fun experience um nice. so now so i just also wanted to touch on ultimate frisbee because i know we have that as a a, a, a small connecting thread right you've played ultimate yeah, and yeah. you're in you've played in the new york area at some point is that true
2: uh no i never i have not played in new york i used to play i'm so i played for clapham in the uk oh, okay. and then i came and played uh college ultimate at the u of o university of oregon okay uh and then i played in the bay area Uh, so i played mixed for polar bears and blackbirds um and i so i don't think we've ever played against each other i'm not even sure how much we overlapped but next gen the next gen tour was uh, a venture created by my buddy, Kevin, that I I helped him uh, run. And so I, I knew you were wearing a next-gen shirt and I was oh. like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And uh, obviously I know like Jimmy and Chris, uh, your teammates yeah. on uh, on Pony. So yeah. I'm not sure, do you talk about Ultimate a lot? It's kind of like, it, it feels very, it, like Ultimate is so pervasive. When I was playing, it was like, was my life. And here you are doing, the, like you're running a business and you're like a very visible figure, but then you're also, an ultimate Frisbee player, and I know how demanding it is to be an ultimate Frisbee player.
0: Yeah, it comes up once in a while. It's funny, like, yeah, I'll wear a jersey once in a while and someone from the comments or someone will email me like, oh, I designed that jersey, or oh, I played on the team from the year (laughs) of the jersey. Like the community is obviously very tightly knit, so anytime anybody finds out some other figure is an ultimate player, it's sort of like an interesting, like, connect the dots type of situation. So I just always thought that was funny. So we might not have ever played each other, but I definitely watched lots of of Uovo games And I've probably watched Clapham games maybe that you've played in. What years were you playing uh, for Oregon?
2: So I was at U of O during the troubled years where we got suspended. I'm not Mm. sure if you heard about that story. Uh, I don't know. So that was 2009, 10 and 11. And one of those we had, we were number one in the nation and we had our season cancelled due wow. to some misadventures, uh, both on and off the field. As yeah. you can imagine, college uh, college, sounds like, get into. Solid, sounds like College Ultimate in 2010, Did you, that, yeah. Did you play in college?
0: I did, I started in 2012, and so I was right okay. after that. Yeah, okay. so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, we probably might not have played each other, but that was a, sort of a fun connection. So we're both creators and we're both Ultimate players, so hey, if you're ever looking to be more creative, maybe playing Ultimate is the answer. I don't know, I was just, just throwing that out there. Um, (laughs) last question. So (laughs) Wordle is in the hands of the New York times. Now, obviously there was some inspiration there. You mentioned those other New York times games. Um, so I, I wonder what's next for the man that had such a big hand in the place and the button and Wordle. Is there something you already are looking forward to doing next as a creator or are you just sort of having a no, normal life
2: yeah d- sorry don't, don't have an exciting answer here i'd actually i joined a company relatively uh recently uh it's like an art collective in brooklyn called mischief uh yeah. and uh i'm really enjoying focusing on that and that's what i'm going to do for the short term i'm sure i'll try and create something in future but i don't think i think wordle's probably as big as it's going to get for me i don't think you get more than one wordle in uh, your life. mischief is good mischief has a lot of good good viral
0: stuff you know their drops are they leave some they have some some pretty big waves sometimes you know
2: yeah yeah Totally. yeah
0: sick all right well uh, i got one more test for you it's a question uh i wonder how fast you can type the alphabet so i don't know if you've ever watched the waveform podcast but every guest we have on we invite them to do the alphabet typing test. Oh, Literally all no. you do is just yeah. pull up a keyboard, screen record, I think Adam's gonna drop the website in the, in the chat right here, and uh, all you gotta do is get three tries, type it as fast as you can, and we put you on a leaderboard oh, no. with all of our guests. No. Everyone's reaction yeah. is always like, oh, here we go, I'm gonna have a bad result and an embarrassing spot on the leaderboard, but you might be surprised, you might
2: surprise yourself. No, I know I know my what my capabilities <laughs> are. Do you touch type? Are you a touch typist? You use I, the home row and all that stuff?
0: I think so. I type without looking. That's probably a good enough oh, touch typist. Humble. I am I hum, am the, hum, humble here. He clearly
2: um, touch types. I think
0: I'm top five on the leaderboard. I'm gonna forget. Okay, we'll, no sweat. We, Just top five.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no big no
0: deal. No big deal. Right. Uh, we got the do you see the link here? Type type the alphabet.app.
2: Oh, wow, what a good, so that is a good domain name, not yeah. powerlanguage.co.uk, forward slash Wordle. They really nailed what they were going for. This okay, is a good one. They
0: really need a share metric at this on this website. <laughs> they should learn from Wordle. All
2: right, all right. Is this on a system? You mentioned some screen sharing uh, Yeah, nonsense. if you
0: if you do have a screen recorder, you can give it, we're giving everybody three tries. First try, you always sort of feel it out and figure out like, oh, I'm, I'm stumbling over LMNOP or something like that, so we give everybody three. <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, so the, but the uh, the screen recorder is unrelated to the software we're using right now, right? This is just right, my right. own.
0: That's so we'll put it in. We'll put, yeah. it, I'll, in, I'll we'll put it in the podcast.
2: Pop open QuickTime here. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Okay. What I. What kind of keyboard thing? So, very shamefully as a programmer, I'm using <laughs> the I don't even what I even call this magic. So I tried to get into mechanical keyboards. I bought like an entry level one. Yeah. But, um, Turns out uh, you have to, like, I type like a spider. Like, I'm not very disciplined at all. And a, you, it feels like you need to be disciplined with a mechanical keyboard. Uh, there's a learning curve, is, for sure. Which is not my vibe. So, yeah. So, this is going to be a disaster. All right, here we go. I'm ready. I might be good with one and done. Wow. I'm 4.973 seconds, she, which oh, is, you know, that's you, like... I had so to Did before. you see me? I was, I was looking at the, I was looking at the keys. I'm just, I'm a wreck here. This is not. If you uh, want to be one and
0: done, I'll tell you right now. That's a pretty good spot on the leaderboard.
2: Okay, I'll take it. That's fast. Yeah, that's faster than I ever ran. A four point. In Ultimate you said f- frisbee. I'll tell
0: you that. <laughs> he said four point nine. Uh, uh, four
2: point nine seven
0: three. For your own closure, send me that. That would put you right behind me at number three on the leaderboard.
2: Oh, well, look at that. You know, you're time. saying that and I'm All getting time great. Oh, oh, Josh
0: strikes I, again I, with another hit. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah,
2: no, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. I'll call. I'll say, you know, I got close to Marquez, but didn't quite, didn't quite get there.
0: I think that's a pretty solid, solid one. Josh, <laughs> thanks for spending the time. I know you're a busy guy, but I appreciate you joining me, answering my world questions and my, my morbid curiosity. So uh, best of luck with the future and hopefully we get to talk again sometime.
2: Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me on, this was great. Appreciate it, take care.
0: All right, thanks again to Josh for joining us. That was a fantastic conversation. Andrew, are you gonna keep playing, how long do you think you're gonna keep playing Wordle? He said there's like 2,500 words. I mean,
1: I've always said what's so great about it is that it's just one word and it's just so simple. And like, it takes up so little of my time. I've played the other ones like where you get to do a bunch of them and if that's what Wordle was, I don't think any of us would be playing anymore because you'd yeah. all be burnt out after think, the one day of Super fun. I think that's
0: key. We talked it's, about
1: Half-Life. I think
0: the Half-Life of Wordle was extended dramatically oh, yeah. because you only spend a small amount of time playing each day. If you went through a ton of words in a two-week mm-hmm. period, the Half-Life would be a quick
1: burn. This one, I think it's got legs for a little while. I don't longer. see why I would stop playing it. It's, I can always find that amount of time in my day yeah. to do it. Love it's it, super worth it. Yeah. Thanks again to Josh
0: for making it, and congrats yeah, again sure. to him for uh, selling it to New York Times, where the inspiration come from. Um, let me know what you guys want to know about S twenty one or S twenty two. Of course, mm-hmm. that's that's the number one thing to let us know in the comments section. But also, I feel like we're on a pretty good kick of finding good
1: guests that are either creative. Yeah, guests or, have been rolling in, I, or just I love it.
0: ultimate connected in some way. In any way, that's yeah. also a nice. Bonus. I mean, it was
1: cool that you didn't mention that I played ultimate too. But you know, oh, I felt I was, felt like
0: that was a given. Was I it? of people knew that. Was it?
1: Well, now they Did know. You know. Well, Did that's you know? why
0: uh, you're on a guest on every podcast. That's it. There we go. There <laughs> it is.
1: Play ultimate. Get on. Get Waveform. on. Waveform.
0: That's the that's the formula. All right. That's been it. Catch you guys next week. See you later. Peace.
1: Waveform was produced by Adam Alina. We are partnered with Vox Media, and our intro outro music was created by Vaincell. And and one more thing, this beautiful Waveform mug can be bought at shop.mkbhd.com. Thank you very much.